Welcome, friends, to another episode of Chris in the Classroom. I'm Chris. This is my classroom. Friends, we've got a pretty crazy topic to talk about today, and I'm starting to see this stuff pop up all over the country in schools that I'm in, and uh, there's an article we're going to be talking about today, so let's dive right in. It's becoming a popular thing in schools and in school districts to adopt policies and hotlines for students to call or text to report criminal behavior and, and uh, do it anonymously. Now, some school districts even advertise on posters and on their website and through assemblies and things like that, that they will actually even reward students for their anonymous tips, monetarily reward students. One middle school I was in, there's a poster that actually advertises a reward up to $500 for tips relating to crime. Now, here's the thing. Some of these posters and some of these things also promote doing the same thing with not just crime, but also bullying. And students can call or text and their tips will remain anonymous, but it's turning into not just crimes, but also reporting bullying. Now, here's the thing. It sounds like a good plan. It comes from a good place. The intentions are good. I mean, rewarding students to come forward about criminal behavior and to, and to come forward about things that, that need to be rectified and fixed? Absolutely. You know, be upstanding citizens. Help stop crime and bullying on campus. That sounds like such a great idea. And it works. I mean, you guarantee the anonymity of a student and you get a reward? I mean, come on. No more snitches get stitches, right? No more fear of coming forward. This sounds like an amazing idea, but does anybody else see the issues here? Now, if you know anything about what I teach and, and the, the philosophies that we talk about here in the classroom and that I speak on, you probably know exactly where I'm going with this. And if not, let me tell you a story. A friend of mine sent me an article the other day that it didn't shock me in the least bit. Uh, a school district in Colorado is actually in some hot water right now over its hotline that's used to report criminal activity, but also bullying. And the hotline is called Safe to Tell. It's safe, the number two, tell. And a 15-year-old student, her name is Lucy Geiselman, she has been the victim of the hotline approach. And I know you're probably thinking, victim? How can you be a victim of such a, an idea that makes just so much sense? Well, I'm glad you asked. See, Lucy is the victim of three false reports from someone who claimed that she was using drugs that were provided by her parents and that she was suicidal. And she says she's been pulled out of school, or I'm sorry, pulled out of class twice and questions about these things. I mean, that, let's just stop right there. That's pretty embarrassing. You're pulled out of class. She even said in the article, she was pulled out of class with no idea and questioned about things that she had no idea about. It's so embarrassing. And what's worse is that neither the school nor the police told Lucy's mother about these false reports. Her mom had to find out from Lucy's friends. And then soon after that news got out, 
Some of Lucy's friends had similar things happen to them, kids making false reports. They're using the hotline system and abusing the hotline tip system to bully other kids. Well, that's turning the whole thing around on its head. But really? Nobody saw this coming? Really? But you see, now the race is on for lawmakers in Colorado to try to figure out how to better track the false reports. One lawmaker is actually proposing a bill that would track how many false reports are made and then educate the students on the fact that, hey, false reports are actually crimes in themselves. But there's a problem with that. The, the founder and the CEO of Safe to Tell, her name is Susan Payne, she says right now school reports are actually inconsistent because what one school says is false Another school might say, well, it's unsubstantiated. And, and it, that just makes it so difficult to really understand what is happening. And here we have, again, another instance of people who have no idea about psychology, child psychology, or have experience working in schools with kids every single day, trying to dictate, trying to make policies, trying to make laws of how teenage social issues should be handled. I mean, sure, they have a fancy degree from a big name, expensive university of law, but law doesn't always understand psychology. If you followed us here in the classroom for any amount of time, you've heard us talk about, we've had Brooks Gibbs, the viral sensation Brooks Gibbs on, and he did a great lesson with us about the differences between law and psychology when it, when it comes to bullying. They don't always gel together. And if you want to know where your tax dollars go, consider this fact that the average investigation into one act of bullying costs a school anywhere from twelve dollars to $1,500, no matter the outcome. Again, did they not see this coming? See, as soon as I saw one of these posters, one of these hotline posters, the, actually the one that that bragged about the reward, uh, you know, the $500 reward, my first thought was, my very first thought was, wonder how they're going to deal with all the false reports or the framing reports of kids just trying to cash in. Because, I mean, seriously, if you put yourself in the mind frame of a teenager, an 11-year-old, a 12-year-old, and you say, hey, $500 for a tip leading to something to stop bullying, leading to a criminal investigation. Who's not, I mean, yeah, granted, there, there's a lot of kids that are not going to do it. There are some, there's a lot of really, really great kids out there. But come on, let's be honest. There's always going to be some kids out there who just want to play the system, who just want to make false reports so that they can try to cash in on that money. And now we see the abuse of the system doesn't even use monetary rewards. They're doing it for the love of the game. They're doing it for the love of making someone else's life difficult, which is technically, yeah, it's bullying. Did no one see this coming? And if not, how did they not see it coming? Were they so blinded by the possibilities of, oh, this is going to solve all of our problems. Oh, this is going to make such a difference that, that 
Did they just not? Did they just not see it coming? Seriously. I mean, and I know they don't work with kids. They don't work with kids. They don't understand how kids' minds work. Yes, safe to tell, and these other reporting hotlines are very well-intentioned. They come from a good place. Yes, they're a great idea for reporting crimes. But I'm telling you, stay out of the bullying world, please. Don't you see? It's making things worse. The bullies have just found another way to bully. And now it's even harder to track because their tips are anonymous. And although some states now, they have laws that actually now consider bullying to be a crime, which is completely wrong anyway, if you consider the fact that bullying by its true definition is just part of normal childhood dominance behavior. Again, stuff that we've talked about here before, but they don't get it because the ones making these laws and policies, they don't understand children and tweens and teens. They don't understand the psychology behind it all. Here's an idea. It's going to save schools a ton of money. It's going to save schools a ton of time. It's going to save your tax dollars. It'll get rid of embarrassing false reports, nonsense investigations. It'll give parents peace of mind. It'll allow kids to be kids and not turn them into private investigators. It'll allow teachers to teach and administrators to focus on their job, academics. Hmm. You ready? It's kind of a revolutionary idea. It's kind of out of the box. <laughs> it's actually pretty crazy if you think about it. How about we teach, how about we get back to teaching our kids about resilience? How about we empower them to be resilient? How about we teach them that words don't always have to hurt? How about we teach them to handle social conflict? How about we just be real with them? One of the biggest things that kids have, have come up to me, whether I'm teaching or whether I'm speaking somewhere, one of the biggest things that kids always do when they, when they hear me teach about this stuff, they come up to me and they say, thank you for being real. Thank you for being honest. Thank you for telling the truth. We're so sick and tired of hearing this, 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 X, Y, Z. Thank you for just being real with us. That's all kids want. Believe it or not, that's all they want. They don't want some pie in the sky, you know, magical solution. They just want something that's real and simple. How about we, we prepare them for an imperfect world that's not always going to treat them fairly and respectfully? Again, when you get thanked for teaching that, how could you want to teach anything else? And and granted, you know, we're not teaching them, you know, oh, it's an imperfect world, not in the spirit of doom and gloom, but in the spirit of honesty and empowerment and truth. Yes, we want our kids to have it better than we did. But at the same time, they still have to go through the struggles and the lessons that we went through so they can learn how about we teach kids about coping skills? My, my buddy, Jeff Veely, he just joined me last month, I think it was, for a great, incredible lesson about coping skills. 
Let's teach him how to deal with the emotional roller coaster that is adolescence. Sports, hobbies, activities, that mental and emotional escape to relieve the stresses of everyday life. How about we equip kids with the skills of resilience, guarding their heart, coping skills, and the power of the golden rule. The fact that no matter how anyone treats them, they have the power to turn the situation around for good, using human psychology in their favor. You know, things seem kind of backwards anymore. You know, we point to science for so many things that don't make sense, but when science actually points to something that makes perfect sense, it's, oh no, it's got to be something else. It's got to be something. It's got to be more complicated than that. It's really not. The answer's been staring us in the face for so long. Sometimes the best answer is actually the, the simplest. And if we reach out and embrace it, there'd be... No going back to fix things. There'd be no manipulating the system. There'd be no false reports. There'd be no reports just because kids would be able to handle their haters on their own. And then you can leave the lawmakers to what they actually should be doing. Worrying about actual crimes. Not about social conflict. So hotlines, I don't, I don't think it's the right idea. Again, great, good intentions, great mindset, great heart behind it. I don't think it's the right idea. There's just too much, too much vulnerability for abusing the system. And especially since it's anonymous, you can't track it. It's crazy. And I think, you know, that this article from Colorado just proves, proves that. We need to get back to resilience. Teaching kids to be resilient. Teaching them how to use coping skills. And teaching them the value of the golden rule that no matter how somebody else treats you, you treat them the way you want to be treated. I think it's as simple as that. So, I know this has been a pretty brief episode, but... I really don't think there's too much more to say. If you want to learn more, if you have any questions or anything, you can visit my website, chrisintheclassroom.com. Hey, friends, we're also booking. We're starting to book dates and assemblies and programs for the 2018-2019 I Bully You Tour. Yes, we are going on a nationwide tour. It's called the I Bully You Tour. People say, Shoof, why is it called the I Bully You Tour if you're trying to stop bullying? Because, friends, like we've said on here before, the word bully, when it was first invented back in the 1500s, it actually meant best friend or loved one. So, you know, I'm just bringing it back. I'm bringing it back old school. So I bully you, the I bully you, also I love you tour. Because we're using the word bully in its, in its rightful sense now. So it's the 2018-2019 I bully you tour. And you can always find out more at chrisintheclassroom.com. Hey friends, thank you so much for hanging out with me today, man. We got so much happening coming down the pipe. Uh, just... Stuff in the way of making school a, schools a better place around the country. I'm writing a new book. Uh, this book's going to be for parents. I have no idea what it's called yet, and I'm just throwing stuff 
into uh, into the computer and seeing what happens, but it's it's going pretty well. And, and parents, you're going to be in for a treat when this thing is done. We've got children's books coming out. My illustrator's amazing. Um, so many good things coming down the pipe with 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 Jeff and with Brooks and and myself and uh, just so many things that we're so excited about. And we'll get to that uh, as soon as we can give you as many details as possible. But for now, thank you all for tuning in today. And class is dismissed.